Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Captain Sergio, landing here on Planet Fanon. <clears throat> Accompanying me today is three funny little creatures that I found. I've named them Matt, uh, Bert, and Phoenix. Say hello, everyone. And today we have a Pikmin fanfiction for you. We threw our little darts at our dartboard of fandoms and found one that we haven't covered yet. But uh, Pikmin 4 just came out, and everybody, uh, by everybody I mean Matt and Kai, both have Pikmin-themed um, uh, profile pictures. I didn't even know that Kai knew what a Pikmin was, because um, that was a surprise to me. I didn't know until, like, a few weeks ago. Kai loves cute animals, so I showed Kai a picture of the new dog from Pikmin 4, and Kai said, and I quote, I don't know if I like that or not. Ochi <laughs> is so fucked up looking. Like, he's growing what? on me. He's oh, growing don't, don't say that now. Kai will kill you. Why does he look like that? Why does he look at me like that? You just gotta stare at him longer, and then you'll understand. That's all he does. He stares <laughs> into my soul. Did you did you show Kai the Duracell battery that has since been removed from Pikmin 1, I think? Pikmin no. 2. So Pikmin um, had a lot of branded stuff in um, oh. Pikmin 2. And we don't know if it was, like, who paid what. But they apparently couldn't get the deal in again and a deal for the remaster, or they just didn't like even bother asking. So, dude, they the the product the placement also de changes depending on if you're playing the Japanese or the U.S. version. It's not Duracell in the Japanese or version. the European version. Yeah. They like changed all the localization for like different fucking oh, states. Interesting. And so that's probably the reason why they didn't add back in all the uh, fucking brand yeah, recognition. Probably too much of a pain in the butt. It's like we're not we're not getting all these fucking rights back. Yeah, because funnily enough, in cases like that, I, th I had a conversation with Jacob about this um, with uh, Death Stranding having monster energy in it, and uh, tangentially, the main discussion we had was all the branding in Yakuza. You know how there's a fucking gorillion brands in the Yakuza franchise. Fun fact. We don't know who was paid or if anybody was paid for all those brand deals in Yakuza. We have no idea. We know it took a lot of discussion and finagling, but it's insane to me to think that you could convince Coca-Cola or like ramen noodle brands to be like, yeah, well, you can put it in the game. It's free advertising. Also, I, I, I just want to I just want to note that the Duracell battery is referred to in game as the courage reactor and you find it in a place called the Valley of Repose. And that goes so hard. Yeah, no, all the all the brand names are called like really cool shit because Olimar doesn't <laughs> know what the fuck it is. <laughs> it's in some foreign language. I think I shall call it the big ugly. Yeah, they've got some really cool names for a lot of them. The um, let's see here. A chestnut is called a seed of greed. An apple is called the insect condo. Insect condo. I like that. Um, slice of ham is the meat of champions. Mmm. Uh, a large acorn is the corpulent nut. <laughs> corpulent <laughs> nut. That's me on a Sunday night. Oh, damn. You want to know the best part about that? What? what? Corpulent means short and fat. I thought it just meant fat. I think it does just mean fat, but it's, it's often used in conventional way, I believe. A nice doughy. Alright. Shall we... Oh, Sergio, oh. you were going to tell us a story. Yes, I do want to tell us a story. I also, another another Pikmin-related thing. There is I saw there was an item called the Maternal Sculpture, which I was hoping was a statue of a MILF, but it's actually the top of a uh, baby bottle. Oh. Yes. Although, how, although however, uh, it, Olimar yeah. describes it as dis resembling a, a mammal appendage. I have no idea what it actually does, but it's dripping what, with what can only be described as beast drool. Beast <laughs> drool. 
mammalian beast drool. All right, so I have a story for uh, everyone uh, here and also on the podcast, boys and girls. All right, so I work at a a grocery store that will not be named, uh, and I work the self checkout. And one day, uh, it, I work closing shift. It's around like eleven thirty. This old lady comes in, and she doesn't really know how to use the self checkout. Or well, she does know how to use the self checkout. Uh, but she does something that I've seen like old people do where instead of like, you know how to scan something where you just like show it the barcode really quick. They, yeah, they, yeah. Press, they press the item like they press the item against the scanner and like drag it across, which never works. It's an analog sensation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I show her how to use it. And uh, the 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 store that I, I I use or that I that I work at has like a like a point system uh, where basically it's like we so you go up to the self checkout you put in your phone number and a pin and then it like logs into your account and then you get like points for every dollar you spend and this lady was buying like two hundred eighty dollars worth of uh, nicotine gum uh, if you're wondering what she was buying holy shit. Yeah, I didn't realize how expensive that shit is. Uh, she's buying the big boxes too. Oh my um, gosh! So she buys all this so nicotine gum. Not condone smoking nicotine. Uh, it it no, I I I don't. Uh, so you think you can fan as vehemently anti-cigarette? Uh, so she she buys it and she forgot to tell me about her perks. And you know she finishes it and goes, oh, you know, damn it, I forgot to put this in. And I'm like, well. Listen, ma'am, it's 11.30. There's no one around. Uh, the app allows you to scan um, your receipts in just in case you missed it to get your points. So she goes, all right. So she pulls out her phone and she, you know, she clicks it on and her lock screen is like every person in a relationship. It's got her husband on it and she flips her phone up. And immediately what I'm greeted with is a paused video of Mr. Alex Jones wearing a tinfoil hat now she doesn't freak out that she's just outed herself as a conspiracy nut watching alex jones oh oh no she just goes oh sorry i was in the middle of a video and flips it out and she has every app in imaginable um on her phone like five full pages of apps but immediately my eyes go to things like oan Newsmax, The Daily Wire. She's got oh, them all. All the right wing news apps. She has all of them. So I'm, I'm sitting here trying not to laugh because I just saw Alex Jones. <laughs> and that's really funny. And Bro, I love Alex Jones. <laughs> I, 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 I like, like, you know, I'm just like, like, I, I get into like eventually, like, because she's having an old person moment and can't find the, the app. Uh, so I get it open and it's just like, um, it's not like, like it, it ends up not working. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know why it's not working. Just come and like, come tomorrow, bring your receipt to customer service and we can get you like all settled away. And she says, you know, Oh, all right then. Good night. And she, she leaves. And I'm just like, I'm texting everybody. Just like, you will not believe what just happened. <laughs> Damn. Honest, uh, honestly, because this reminds me of the time uh, when Jake found like uh, when when Jake was was uh, showing that guy our podcast uh, like on his phone and found out that the guy was looking up like diaper inf- inflation fetish porn. Oh my gosh! I would have rather oh than that. <laughs> Holy shit! No, I, I would not. But I Jake would not. didn't tell me about this. I would definitely have preferred Alex Jones over that. I would have vastly preferred Alex Jones. <laughs> me too. Well, I would be rather him. To be fucking... fair, like I would rather like find out that like like that 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 you were like a secret pervert rather than like figure out you might be racist. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> that, that that is fair. However, I feel like I'd much rather deal with someone who's a fucking racist than somebody who shits in diapers. Because I swear to God, if I saw that and I hear him lift his leg and I hear a crinkle, <laughs> I'm going to be uncomfortable. Oh, oh no. I'm going to be so fucked up. Oh. <sighs> uh... There's, we would rather neither of those things happen to us, to be completely honest. Imagine if he had like a dumpy, but then you hear his leg. Oh, 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 no. Dumpy. (laughs) 
Oh, no. I see a brown stain where he was sitting. Oh. Well, clearly he needs to buy something better with better coverage <laughs> if that's the case. All right. Uh, you know you know what else I would rather do than see both of those things is uh, take a look at this Pikmin fan fiction yeah. that yes, we're going Pikmin. to read. It is called The Struggle to Survive by Aquaraptor. No, where Let's is see this? Here. It's got a, a picture of a Sonic character. A red Pikmin. That's a silver the hedgehog. By his onion. Feeling that his existence is pointless without it, he goes on a quest to track it down. But once he encounters a band of stray Pikmin, he discovers that onion life may not have been so gratifying after all. That's an interesting one. From the perspective of a Pikmin. <clears throat> yes. So who wants Captain. to be... Our red Pikmin, because they are also the narrator. Uh, I can be red. Phoenix, you want to take his friend? Yeah, I'll also be red. Okay. Oh, they're red Pikmin. Is anybody else in this first chapter? Doesn't look I don't like think it. so. Okay, yeah, looks like that's it. <clears throat> Shall we begin? Yes. <clears throat> I was lying in a patch of grass, letting the blades cushion my body as I stared at the sky. My friend, another red Pikmin, was right beside me, and he spoke. What do you think the clouds are made of? Eats me. They look like large chunks of snow. Well, that might explain why snow falls out of the sky every year. However, I quickly saw fault in my own theory. No, that couldn't be it. Snow doesn't turn gray, and the clouds are gray sometimes. Uh, now that you mention it, they seem to always be there when it rains. What are you getting at? I think... I think they're the spirits of past Pikmin, gathering in the sky to rain water and give us good fortune. Bro, water kills us. I guess that means they're the spirits of blue Pikmin. <laughs> we both <laughs> chuckled afterwards we were silent for a long time as the time crawled on I slowly closed my eyes and dozed off mouth I stirred groggily at his voice what what mouth reality hit me like a rock as something grabbed onto my stem and dragged me high into the air I looked down and saw my friend lying face down struggling to get to his feet it had then occurred to me that he had to jump to get out of the way. Wiggling my arms and feet, my eyes shifted to my abductor. I couldn't see much, but it was a creature that flew by some wings on its head. I'd seen them before, but never thought them to be dangerous. Scared for my life, I furiously struggled to get loose and screamed for help. My eyes fell back to the ground below, and I saw my friend trying to give chase. But having a mere bud, he was falling behind. He was shouting something at me, but I couldn't hear him. Soon enough, he was out of sight. A horrible feeling surged through my stomach. As the creature swooped under a branch, crossing over a small stream, and passed a tree stump at high speed. Then, it gradually slowed to a stop. I held still, keeping my eyes fixated on its head. I hung there, waiting miserably for it to eat me, and end my life. I just hoped it would be quick. And then in an instant, it swung me upwards and threw me straight down. All I remember is seeing the ground getting closer and closer, before I blacked out. I don't know how long it had been. I couldn't have known. I had been unconscious, merely drifting in a sea of black. The problem was that when I awoke, I was still in a sea of black. I tried to wiggle. No success. Arms stuck. Legs also stuck. I tried moving my stem, and thankfully that was met with success. There was no mistaking it. I'd been buried. I sighed internally. I probably should have been grateful they didn't become a meal, but now I was stuck with no means of escape, and there's no telling how long I'd have to stay like this. I just remained in the soil, waiting. Eventually, my bud bloomed into a flower. That was a plus, I suppose. I flexed my stem to see if I could check the outside conditions. The temperature had dropped from before. I continued to sway from my stem back and forth. It was all I was capable of doing, and at one point, something approached and came into contact with my stem, but disappointingly it left. Must have been some beast in the forest. I flexed my stem to feel the temperature again. There was a slight breeze, but it was very welcoming. I wished I was above ground to actually feel it, though. But then, something grabbed the hold of my stem. 
I felt one tug, but I was still firmly rooted in place. I felt another, and I was dislodged a little. The last and final heave pulled me out of the ground, and with a dizzying sensation I did a flip through the air and landed unsteadily on my feet. I looked to see who my rescuer was. It was my friend from before. It's you, I cried, happier to see him than I had ever been. I've been looking for you ever since that thing took you away. I thought it might have eaten you by now. I've always been glad he said that. Most Pikmin wouldn't have gone through that kind of effort for another, especially for one that was presumed dead. Say, how long has it been, anyway? Um, I don't know. I've been searching for a long... I have lost track of... uh, uh... He stopped. A disconcerting look crossed his face, and I realized why when I turned my attention to the sky. It was orange. Ooh... So, first chapter's done. That's cool. I think that was pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty good. Also, what, why, why would a Pikmin be disappointed that he's buried in the ground? The, 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 don't they like the dirt? Uh, I mean, not really. They, they seem pretty happy to do stuff out and about up, up, uh, up above ground. I guess, uh, I guess being in the ground is like being back in the womb for them. So, I don't know. Pikmin oh, on birth. Sure. <laughs> so I have, so I have a, so I have a question. So, yes, because I've never played Pikmin. So how, how, like, like how does Olimar control the Pikmin? Are Pikmin easily controllable? Like, are they just yeah. really easy to manipulate? They follow the sound of the whistle. Have you ever, um. Have you ever uh, wanted to be a giant amoeba or a big cell? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, you can. There are two ways of controlling them. The simplest way to control them is uh, you just use uh, the C stick on your GameCube controller to just literally swath them around like a blob as they go and kill everything. The more professional way to handle them is Olimar looks at one very intensely in the eyes, grabs him sensually, and then chucks him with the fucking arm of a god into death. And let me tell you, Olimar can, like, fucking yeet those Pikmin. With and at an incredibly <laughs> high speed. Yeah, he, like, yeets Pikmin like you would not believe. He can do it like a fucking machine gun. There is no cooldown to throwing Pikmin in Pikmin. You can just throw it as fast as you press the button. But um, that's how you deal with uh, flying enemies. That's how you target enemies more directly. And, uh, oh, just for um, posterity, I will post in, uh, let's see here. I'll post it in general what bug grabbed our Pikmin. It was a swooping snitch, snitch bug. bug. Yeah. Oh, fucking. They're kind of like a, a wasp that didn't come out of a cocoon for some reason. Like, just its head came out and it's kind of fucked up looking. Um, they don't ever eat Pikmin, to my knowledge. They can only bury them. They're still lying as fuck. Why do they bury them? Because they chuck them into the fucking ground to kill them, I guess. I, I don't know why they bury Pikmin. Uh, ooh, we can read uh, Olimar's notes on them. The Scar- is that Scarpinids? That Scarpinids originally lived in the ground, sporting poorly developed vestigial wings. This species developed enlarged antennae that can be used as makeshift wings. I'm, excuse me, antennae. Scarpinids are attracted to the sight of large groups of Pikmin in cavalry formation and will swoop down to seize them. However, Scarpinids do not eat Pikmin, and they will drop any seized Pikmin after a short time. The reason for this behavior is unknown, but I look forward to future research in the area. And uh, for Louis's notes, who tells you how to cook and eat them, uh, first, you remove the wings, marinate in a well-marbled steak for several hours in a chipotle marinade, and then char mm. broil to perfection. I like chipotle. Fun fact, Louis's notes about every alien creature are only about how to eat them. He doesn't find anything else even remotely worth talking about. Louis is a bastard. Who is a demon? He's he not- is. 
he is every single lazy fucking incompetent employee co-worker that you had to work with he's the embodiment of every single one of those yes uh, yes he is so if, if i'm getting this correctly pikmin basically worked like insect drones that they just mindlessly follow the orders of like their like they will leader. absolutely follow your follow your commands yes and there are several types of pikmin in Pikmin 1, there are only three types of controllable Pikmin and one uncontrollable type. Uh, and then that expands pretty rapidly as you play through the games. But uh, the basic three colors are red, blue, and yellow. Red is immune to fire and loves to throw hands. Blue has um, big kissing lips, big lips to kiss you on the mouth with, and they can breathe underwater. Um, actually, the gills... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're gills. They're gills that are literally where your lips would be. And uh, yellow looks lo kind of like a fucked up cat, and they can get thrown really high for some reason. And they're also able to grab bombs when the other Pikmin can't. I don't know why. That's only in Pikmin 1. And they're immune to electricity. Yes, they're totally immune to electricity. And then there's other types of Pikmin, but I don't know if they're all in this fan fiction. They probably are. If this came out for Pikmin 4. Um, yeah, that's the long and the short of it. This um, was published in 2011. So no. It probably We'll probably see a white or purple, but any other form, no. Uh, it was updated five days ago. Oh. So. How long is this? 140,000 words. So it's about half the length of Wheel of Time. Okay. Damn. Damn, that's pretty long. That's 50,000 words longer than Percy Jackson's first book. <laughs> I like how you're using book club books as a metric for how long fanfics are now. Well, I don't remember how uh, long the other fanfics I've read are. And not to mention those would be worthless to explain to you. I could say that this is uh, one-tenth of uh, embers from Avatar, and that would have no meaning to you. Nope. <laughs> Nothing here has any meaning to me. Damn. Uh, shall, we, uh, shall, shall we read uh, the second chapter then? Sure. And we'll talk yes. a bit more about Pikmin. Alright. <clears throat> I can't say much about what happened directly after by memory, because I wasn't thinking. All I knew is that I had to run, run back to the edge of my existence as a Pikmin would be ruined. We both ran faster than we had ever run before, but with each burst of speed, <laughs> the distance just seemed greater and greater. My red friend had to lead the way as only he knew how to get back from where we were. Sporting my new flower. I could easily outrun him, but doing so would obviously just make things worse for myself. I felt so restricted having to stay behind. Sooner or later, my friend started to jump for joy as he kept moving. I looked over his shoulder. It was the onion, still standing, firmly in place. Unable to control my enthusiasm, I hurried past him. I couldn't believe I'd almost been left behind. It was right across from me. Sanctuary. I could make up some other red pigment crawling up the stilts. Almost there. <laughs> I tripped over something that started squirming its way out of the ground. I fell hard and rolled onto my back, shaking off my momentary vision blur. I looked up and saw a legless winged monstrosity with large jaws crawling its way towards me. I can outrun it, I thought to myself as I sprang to my feet and started to make my escape, only to have another one burst out from underneath me. As I collapsed onto its smooth carapace, the world around me seemed to be falling apart as at least three more of them started breaking out of the dirt Bits of soil flying everywhere. The creature beneath me twisted its body left and right, trying to get me off its back, but I held on for dear life. In the corner of my eye, I saw my friend running back and forth for Ross from the madness. Stop trying to help me get back to the onion before it takes off! But he didn't know anywhere. Go! <laughs> no! oh, there's nothing you can do! <laughs> the creature suddenly took flight, taking me by surprise and leaving me dangling over its side. It was easier to view my surroundings now, and my friend was running back to the onion. I was glad. I didn't need anyone making any needless sacrifices for me. Acting on impulse, I hauled myself onto the creature's back and grabbed one of its wings to inhibit its flight. It quickly lost control and spiraled downwards, crashing into another one. The impact sent me off its back, but luckily I was able to break my fall with my hands. The sounds of hungry crawlers churned from behind me, so I got up and made a break for it towards the onion but I was met with a wave of dust. Briefly covering my face, I saw the propeller spinning, blowing a strong wind that shook my flower. In what felt like a mere instant, it was out of reach and slowly shrinking away in the sky. I stared at it blankly. 
there went there went my life what was i to do now then reality hit me again and i heard that wretched crawling once more i'd forgotten about them i spun around and saw a pair of mandibles right before me ready to close around my body and end my now meager existence there wasn't time to do anything but close my eyes and suddenly i felt something tug me away as the creature's mouth shut mere inches before my face i turned around it was my friend there were so many things i wanted to say but i would have to wait survival came first come on i shouted and ran past him we both headed for the trees knowing there was no chance of those crawlers kicking up with us we dashed through a grove of ferns and stopped to look back and there was nothing oh, we lost them don't celebrate yet. We still need to find shelter before... Our stems stiffened in alarm as the ferns rustled loudly and a heartbeat the crawlers burst out from the foliage having taken flight. I didn't even realize I'd already started running again trying to escape the mad flapping of wings behind me. I couldn't see my friend but I knew he was falling behind. Hey! He hollered at me as though he'd realized something. Uh, this is the area I explored this morning. So, so what? I know where we can go. Head for that tree over there. I had nothing to gain from questioning him, so I reluctantly obeyed and made my way to the tree. Mercifully, it wasn't far, and I swiftly reached the trunk. What do we do now? I called out to him, but there was no response. I looked back and saw that he'd tripped over a root, and the crawlers were homing in on him. I ran back to my friend and grabbed his arm just as a crawler landed sloppily behind him. It opened its mouth to strike, and letting instinct take over, I threw him backwards just in time for the strike to miss. He made a tiny plop when he hit the ground as I drove my flower into the crawler's head. It flinched and tried to bite me, but I jumped over its maw and clung to its back, striking it repeatedly. Rearing upwards, it took flight and left me to tumble onto the ground. I saw then that the others had completely surrounded me, and my friend was nowhere to be seen. I wasn't scared, though. Once a pigment's fight reaction kicks in, it's never afraid to die, even if it's a losing battle. All I knew was that I was going to either fight my way through or go down swinging. Then in unison, the crawlers all reeled up. Then they burrowed back into the ground. What? What has happened? I realized almost a second too late. I scurried forward to avoid a huge mouth that came thundering to the ground. The creature immediately got back up, growling in frustration. I surveyed my adversary, though I already knew what I was up against. The eye stalks, the red coloration, and the unforgettable white spots. The spotted demon. Hey! Come this way! I heard my friend shout from behind me. I looked to see where he was, but he was out of sight, so I just followed his voice. The demon's feet stomped with menace as it gave chase. I'm in here! I saw it then. There was a crevice and a root close to where it connected with the tree, and judging by appearance, it was only wide enough for a Pikmin to fit through. I had to be careful, though. The demon was slower than me, but if I tripped even once, it would easily make up the lost ground. I caught a break, though. In my rush, I disturbed a nearby green beetle, and it scuttled away. As much as I wanted to chase after it, I ignored it and continued on my way. The beetle served me well, for it caught the demon's full attention and became its new target. Finally, after a pain-filled struggle... I made my way into the crevice. It was cramped, and my flower nearly touched the ceiling, but would have to do. My friend was overjoyed. You made it! Oh my god! I, on the other hand, was not. Why did you stay behind? I asked a bit more aggressively than I had intended. It didn't phase him, though. I wasn't about to leave you here all alone. But you could have gotten killed! Uh, you're right, but... But if I didn't do it, you'd probably be food by now. And we're both still alive and safe, aren't we? I didn't have a retort. I was still very displeased with him. Yet he had my eternal gratitude, as even if I'd found shelter, I would have suffered all alone. I took a deep breath. You know you basically threw away your purpose for my sake, right? His air of optimism suddenly faded. I, uh, I guess so. He muttered while sitting down. I sat down, too. Oh, when it's daytime again, we can go looking for the onion. For what? The onion lands in a different spot every day. It was only yesterday we were in a snowy forest, remember? It might be many, many days before it lands in this exact area again. Or even anywhere nearby. Who knows? So what are you saying then? 
I might as well forget about onion knife. I stated bluntly, aware of my own cynicism. You don't even want to bother trying? No. No. Okay, so what do you prefer then? That we live alone in this forest with completely useless lives? Well, I wouldn't... Uh... That's all in store for us if we don't get back to the onion. I only grew more frustrated. What do you mean, if? What are the chances of us ever... They're small, but wouldn't you rather try and fail than not to try at all? We may not find the onion ever again, but there's still a chance. And we have nothing to lose, so it has to be worth a shot. I sighed loudly. I knew it would be rough a journey. It would most likely be in vain, but... You're right. Whatever effort we go through will probably be all for naught, but we have nothing to lose and everything to gain from trying. We'll start in the morning. Thanks. I settled down to sleep, and he did likewise. Oh, uh, <clears throat> and then one, one last thing. Uh, uh, yeah? Since we're going on this crazy search, promise me you'll at least give it your best, because I... I, I really do want to find the onion. <laughs> uh, I will. Remember, I haven't forgotten what every Pikmin knows. A life that isn't serving the onion is an empty one. Little did I know that I would grow to deeply resent that belief. Ooh, we're getting getting into some deeper Pikmin thoughts here. I didn't know there was this lore. There was just there isn't. This is all made up. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's all made up, but it's very intriguing. It's got me hooked. Yeah, I, yeah I me too. Cool. I uh, I hope they find other Pikmin. Me too. They probably will, considering there's uh, 62 chapters. Yeah, I'm going to assume something happens at some point. Funnily enough, this is still not completed either. This is still ongoing. Wow. Uh, they do discover another Pikmin in this third chapter. Interesting. Oh boy, what color is it? Lucente. Uh, I'll I'll be back real quick. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna get some food too, actually. So let's put a little pause there. Ad let's break time. Take an ad break. Ad break. Be right back. Hello and welcome back. Yeah. So decompressing from that last chapter, let's go over what was chasing them. It was a uh, first some sheer wigs, I believe, unless I'm misappropriating it. They're tiny little things, little wriggling little bastards. They've got tiny little eyes, uh, giant mandibles, and they can fly a little bit. Not very good flyers. Um, do they mostly crawl, then? They do, in fact, mostly crawl, but they can fly and then, like, okay. shoot down to um, grab Pikmin. They may have also been chased by grounded shearwigs, which are these things. Called sheer grubs. Mm, that's mm. also a cheer wig, actually. The I mean, they probably can't wings. fly because they're fucking well, wing position. The, the, they're mm. of the same. Uh, what is it? The... Uh, I, I'm not a biologist at Sergio's job. Uh, genus. Genus sounds like the 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 word you're looking for. That that feel like the right one. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're a part of the Hemiagia uh, genus. And then, of course, we all know what the spotted devil was. That was a Bulborb, the yeah. most iconic enemy in all of Pikmin. I hate it. Hate What's it? wrong with the Bulborb? I love the Bulborb. They're so cute. He, Kai, he you also like, hated the Bulborb when I first He's, all, he's no, a I little didn't. cursed looking. He looks like a, a spore abomination. It's <laughs> just a little... <laughs> Frog, a bipedal frog, a featherless biped. Behold, a man. I I, fe I feel like yeah. like if I saw this thing in real life, I'd kick it, and then he'd explode like a battle for bikini bottom enemy. Well, I mean, you can't kick it in Pikmin because he's like twenty times your size. Yeah, so but he like I'm a regular human size. size. How tall would this thing be? Like, I imagine he's just like a little crawly. Uh, you know fucked up thing. It would actually be like. Up to your ankle. So, like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely large this frog. Thing. 
a large frog is basically what they would look like. Mm-hmm. So even more reason for me to love them. I love frogs. I me think his favorite bulborb was the whip tongue bulborb. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> look at his face. Which is literally just an anteater bulborb. I need them to release Pikmin on like an, an actual like modern generation console just so like you can stumble upon like super 4K photorealistic like strawberry buried in photorealistic ground. <laughs> <laughs> they did that in uh, Pikmin 3. It's like super photorealistic fruit. Oh, didn't everyone hate it though? Doesn't mm. everyone hate Pikmin 3? Mm-mm. Uh, no. No, I think it's, it's Pikmin 2 that people say is the worst. Oh, wait, yeah. That is the most hated game, but... Which I mean, one? Pikmin 2 is good, it's just the other games are slightly better. Less cave diving. Oh, uh... Here's a little fun fact for this you guys. Uh, a commonly known fact within the Pikmin community, though. Uh, the dwarf red bulborb is not actually a bulborb. It's part of really? something called a breadbug family. Oh, and, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah, a red bulborb is something called a grub dog. However, any bulborb that is very, very smaller is uh, a part of the breadbug family. Okay, you cannot you cannot argue with me that whatever Kai just posted needs to it should be killed on site. Oh, that's the Fozbat. <laughs> yeah, it should die. Wait a minute. The bulborb species in Japanese is called a chappy. That's a chappy. Like a, a rabbit? Chappy. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, that's fucking that's what Rukia called rabbits in fucking bleach. That's fucked up. That is fucked There's up. There's nothing rabbit-related about these creatures. Anyways, uh, I'm hungry, and I'm eating food. So, do we want to do a little roll rotationing? Alright, uh, sure. Kai, do you want to be our protagonist, and I'll be his friend? Yeah, I'll be the, pro I'll be the protagonist. Alright. All right. Which also means you're narrating. Yes. Alright, go right ahead. All right, chapter three, found. I woke with a stiff back. The floor felt hard. Why was that? Then it came back to me. I had spent the night inside a tree's root. The next few minutes felt like a fantasy. With each passing set, but with each passing second, my grip on reality was returning and I didn't like it. I also felt this strange physical emptiness in the center of my body. I had never felt anything like it before. I turned to my friend. He was lying down, but not sleeping, as his eyes were open. Are you alright? I asked him. Yeah, but... He sat up and put a hand on his belly. I think we should feed ourselves. He finished. I now understood why I felt so empty. I was hungry. Normally, the onion provides us with nutrients, but we were all alone now. We needed to find food. Wait here, I told him as I walked outside. I looked around. It was a sunny morning and there were no obvious signs of dangers. Large numbers of colorful flyers danced on the wind far above me, which meant there was nothing around to scare them off. The coast is clear, I called back to my friend. He emerged a moment later. We pushed and shoved our way through a bunch of ferns, searching for a patch of grass. Mercifully, mercifully, can't read today. It didn't take us long to find one, and we got to plucking. After plucking his third or fourth blade, my friend yielded a pool of nectar. We drank it vigorously, and in seconds there wasn't a drop left. Pikmin have very tiny little mouths with no teeth, so aside from what the onion breaks down, our diet is restricted to liquid foods. Once my friend was done gazing upon his new flower, I asked him the inevitable question. So what's the plan? He looked at the sky briefly before he answered. Let's go to the other end of the forest and wait there. Until? Until the onion eventually lands there. Since it's constantly on the move, I think if we move to a faraway location, we'll have a better chance of running into it. His plan was based on entirely wishful thinking, but I wasn't in much of a position to argue. So I didn't. He still detected my disapproval, though. What have we got to lose? 
I still didn't say anything. It just didn't seem worth arguing over. All my cares in the world had simply faded. I was now, I was, I was aware since the previous night that we were most likely never seeing the onion again, but it was sinking in now. All that remained was my basic survival instinct, and even that seemed menial, if only for the moment. He must have figured out that he wasn't going to get any words out of me, so he started walking, and I followed him. I sat alone, in depression in the ground, waiting. Nothing in particular was on my mind, except for the fact that evening was approaching. I heard the shoots rustling. Moments later, my friend came down carrying something bigger than he was. Here, I found an egg for us to feed on. I cracked it with a light blow from my finger, and fluid slowly oozed out. We ingested it, then discarded the shell. How long has it been? I asked him. I don't know, I lost track. Did you find any place for us to nest? No, we'll have to spend the night in this hollow. So neither of us know how long it's been since we left, and we have to spend the night in this inadequate shelter. This doesn't give me much hope. Well, at the very least, the larger creatures won't be able to reach us down here. The smaller creatures will, though. Don't worry, they won't think to look here. Again with his wishful thinking. Just in case we don't make it tonight. I just wanted to tell you it's been a nice... Wait, hold on. I heard something. I peeked out of the hollow and surveyed my surrounding. The sieve chute shook and out came a Pikmin. A white Pikmin, to be precise. What are you doing here? I was going to ask you that question. My friend popped up next to me. He was just as surprised as I was. Well, I'm from a colony of strays. A colony? Where? Uh, close by. I spied you carrying that egg from far away. You, you strays too? Yes, we were left behind by our onion. We don't remember how many days it's been, though. I told it. I see. You two should come with me. We obliged to its suggestion and followed it into the chutes. Do you go by he or she? My friend asked. She. <laughs> the white I mean, hey, they're they're the poison Pikmin, and they do spit out smoke. So having them have a smoker voice is okay. That's true. That's true. Are you he or she? She. She. I, I'm whatever you want to be, baby. It's like Thelma and Louise <laughs> from The Simpsons. <laughs> Lucky you missed that onion. Now you don't have to be soulless anymore. Pick up the pace. The others will be happy to meet the two of you. I was mildly curious as to what she meant by soulless, mostly because I already considered myself as such, but I didn't feel like questioning her. A disturbed look crossed my friend's face, but he too was silent. Shortly, we reached a tree stump with a hole in the center, and that's when everything started to change. Bruh. Ooh. Big things changing. I'm so glad that this doesn't end after three chapters. This feels like the exact kind of fan fiction that would get stuck at chapter three and then never go anywhere. I know this uh, has a long way to go. You you hit you hit the cliffhanger on the white woman. <laughs> white woman spotted. <laughs> the white smoker woman. I, I to be honest, have you seen some of those bull borbs? <laughs> It's very sad we didn't uh, <clears throat> we didn't get Kai to be the white Pikmin. Kai is just a white Pikmin in real life. I am. You Have you spit any, poison? Uh... I spit poison. I'm toxic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they themselves are poisonous and immune to it, and they can be. Th- and if I'm correct, they can be thrown even higher than the yellow ones because they're really tiny. Uh, I don't think they can actually be thrown any further than normal Pikmin. They do, however, run really fast compared to all the other Pikmin. And they actually carry things faster than any other Pikmin. Wow. Even though they're tiny? 
even though they're tiny. Yes, they're hyperactive little demons. I like uh, chapter 10. The title is Trapman. Trapman. <laughs> Trapman. <laughs> I gotta know what that one is. I wonder what that chapter is about. Oh my god, there's like a tribe of Trapmen. There's, there's a chapter called Demon Horde. I love it. Labyrinth. Carnage. Bombs. Harlequin. Hunt. Stench. Excursion. Beauty. Carnage. Diminished. Conceit. The Demon deceit. Calamity. Inheritors. <laughs> what the fuck is this? This is like a war. The Enigma. <laughs> This is fucked up. I like this. And then chapter 61. Blueberry. (laughs) I like the one that's just numbers. Numbers reveal brother. Brother. Coalition. White. 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 Me see, seeing a white person in public, white. <laughs> so if there's male and female Pikmin, does that mean the males just like burp pollen and the females just? They explain it in the fourth chapter, actually. Ooh, Ooh really? What? That's fucked. I up. mean, you, you think you just give them give them to the onion and they reproduce asexually via the nutrients? I guess. Mm, true. What kind of a world is this when the Pikmin have pronouns? <laughs> I want the they them men. <laughs> what the hell? Nah, man. Pikmin with pronouns? Nah, next they're gonna have blue hair. Blue leaves. Blue leaves. Well, let me tell you about the Pikmin 3. Pikmin, they do have blue leaves. Tumblerman. Tumblerman. All right, all right, all right. Shall we go back to normal? I be main guy. I've I've had my fill of Eden for a little bit. Phoenix right, friend, or what are we thinking? Sure. What, what? Let's Kai be the fucking poison Pikmin. Do you okay. want to be the poison Pikmin? I'll be the poison pip pip Pikmin. I don't know. Sergio might fight you for it. He he sees a strong independent female. That's true. It is the woman character. A woman. <laughs> I'm tired of being short. Kai can take it this time. Okay, I'll be short. <laughs> yeah, let me send you a diagram. As of... the second shortest, I will be short today. Okay, you'll be the short one today. There's the height comparison between all of them. Sergio can be the rock Pikmin. <laughs> all right. He can be the pink one. <laughs> I think the pink one is even shorter than the fucking white. <laughs> the pink one is like a baby. All right. <clears throat> the white Pikmin led us to a tree stump with a small hole at the base. It reminded me far too much of the crevice we had to stay in the first night. Is everything all right? <laughs> <laughs> Just roll with the You look upset. I am a little. You had to sleep in a similar place once. It was very uncomfortable. You're in for a pleasant surprise, then. I don't know if it's going to be all that pleasant. <laughs> she reassured me. And soon, I was. The narrow entrance gave way to a wider, roomier cell, and the floor was matted with soft moss. There were other Pikmin present, of course. They all had flowers and looked at us eagerly. Who are they? asked the blue Pikmin. I found these two alone in the forest while my, like, like, switching accents so much. I found them in the forest and they were pretty, (laughs) so I took them home. (laughs) They were left behind by their onion days ago. Luckily, they survived long enough for me to stumble upon them. Well done, well done. You're welcome to join us on our cozy little nest here. Why do you sound like Gonzo? (laughs) Why why shouldn't I sound like Gonzo, huh? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> Please don't mind if I do. We almost had to sleep in a hollow tonight. Uh let's see. I should probably let Sergio be this guy. This is the blue Pikmin. Go ahead, Serge. I oh, know. That's, well, that's is that the friend who is speaking? 
I don't know. No, I think that's the blue pick then. The who are they? I th- no, I think no. no. I think yeah, this looks yeah, like. An I think this is Phoenix's line. This this next one. Yeah, it's. Oh be- yeah, no, it is the friend. Yeah, this looks like a nice place to settle down. I guess you were all left behind by your onions too. His question was followed by an uncomfortable silence. Brief, but still uncomfortable. Something about his question had really thrown them off. Go ahead, Serge. Not exactly, but before we talk any further, let's all introduce ourselves. I'm the leader of this group, and I go by he. Said the blue pigman. Uh, I'm second in command, and I go by he, said the yellow pigman. He was unique, and that part of his ear was missing. Uh, Sergio, take the wall. I go by she, said a second yellow Pikmin. You already know about me, said the white Pikmin. <laughs> we both go by he, I said. The concept of gen- The concept of gender was embedded in our instinct, because according to the oldest group of Pikmin in the Red Onion, the earlier generations reproduced individually. The flowered males would provide what was known as pollen, and the flowered females would use it to bear seeds. However, this practice ended for reasons that are no longer known. Our self-awareness of our own genders remained, though. Introductions out of the way. The blue, yes, very based. Oh, I wonder if the onion is a parasite and it's, like, cultivating them now. Oh. That's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. The blue Pikmin then returned to the previous topic at hand. To answer your question, we weren't left behind our, by our onions. We left by choice. My friend produced an expression that reeked of both disbelief and wonderment. I was taken aback by the blue's words, too, but not as much as he was. He tried to say something before the blue continued. <clears throat> We've all known each other since we became strays. Our friendship was possible because of all the onions were traveling together. I perked up at that. Together? But that only happens when... When there are leaders. The blue finished. I'd never actually seen a leader. Only heard about them. The most recent leader had left before I was born. Same for my friend. There were three leaders. Two of the leaders directed us to collect random objects and do battle with our enemies. Normal leader behavior. But the third, an orange one, treated us differently. He would refuse to give us commands. Instead pushed us to do something different. We couldn't comprehend it at first, but then we figured out what it wanted it wanted us to direct ourselves. My friend and I looked at each other. At this point, the sun had disappeared. The only light in the nest was from the glow of our stems. It gave us a vine once and coaxed us to do something with it, but without providing any guidance. After a lot of confusion, we used it to make a game. Each end of the vine would be held by a Pikmin. The third would stand in the middle. When the first would swing the vine around and around, the third would jump over it. Over time, we got more and more creative with our activities, and the leader was greatly pleased. Thanks to it, we discovered our true potential. After the leaders left, those of us who had followed the orange leader made a pact to leave the onions and live out here in the forest. There were more of us at the start, but unfortunately not everyone was able to survive. Some were eaten. Others became victims of the elements. He looked at the others he had gathered. This yellow one had part of his ear taken by a wood eater, and this white... Ha- <laughs> and this white... <laughs> has been the most unfortunate of us (laughs) (sighs) oh i know i think this is the friend that's the friend that's the friend oh i get it the white has no onion So she was left homeless after the leaders left. I bet she's the reason you left your onions. You don't want to abandon her. I get it. The white has no bitches. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Go ahead, search. Sorry. Actually, that's not the reason. If we if we really wanted to, we could have just thrown her into a changing flower. That's what purples and whites generally fall back on when they become homeless. I think this is the friend again. Then why did you leave your onions? The blue looked at the male yellow, who nodded at him. 
We left our onions. Because the life of an onion dweller has no meaning. What? No, it's the opposite. That's what the other Pikmin said when we tried to convince them to leave with us. But it isn't true. What leads you to believe this? Very well. Let me... Oh, no, I think this is blue again. Very well, then. Let me <coughs> tell you everything that happened after the orange leader left. My friend and I looked at each other. The uneasiness on his face mirrored my own. I, I like to imagine the orange leader was just trying to teach them fucking independence so he could just tell him to do things and they could just they just do, do it, it without him being there personally. Yeah. He, he was just a lazy fuck and it's like, yeah, so if you take this and you do this, <laughs> that means you can do this. And then that. And then that. You he see? wanted to be a CEO. <laughs> he wanted yes. to. He was on that fucking <laughs> two oh billion Poco grind set. grind set. Sigma Hocketation mindset. Hmm. Damn, this is good though. I like, I like this that. story. I'm I'm actually engrossed. To be I honest, too. yeah, I wasn't it's expecting it to be like a study on what it means to be a Pikmin. There's like cathartic yeah, about like yeah. Sometimes these just dudes show up and they're like, yeah, could you like suicide attack this insect? And we're like, sure, sure. Hey, I'm not doing they anything love else. The leaders. It's actually kind of. Really poetically sad how much they love the uh, the characters in Pikmin. There's a literally a song they sing that you have to like unlock, I think, in the game, and it's literally them singing about how they're gonna throw their lives away because of how much they love the uh, the guys. Wow, the guys, yeah, that's you gotta recognize whenever they come over there, it's literally a golden age of Pikmin because they like expand dramatically in population they become dangerous forces to be reckoned with their pikmin literally become like genocidal maniacs when they come around i mean yeah if some guy tells you to stop being retarded and it actually makes you not retarded they'll fucking enlighten and be like oh i see Mm -hmm. yeah i uh i quite like this I would be interested in continuing to read it, but yeah, me not too. Tonight. I like the lore. Yes, the lore. as you said, Pikmin doesn't have lore like this, so I appreciate the, I I guess the uh, reimagining from a fan. Most lore we get are scientific names of things and why why captain on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, this is cool. I like having a society. Society. We live in a society. We do live in a society. Oh, you're you're posting the Bulbman? Yeah. I posted two. (laughs) Fun fact about that parasite comment. Uh, Bulbman are Pikmin that somehow got enrooted inside a Bulbman. Yes, a Pikmin possessed a baby bulborb. That's interesting. Yes. They're really overpowered, aren't they? They've been hybridized. Uh, You can only have them in the caves. However, they are immune to everything. That's right. They're fucking unbelievably ridiculous. Uh, So do rock Pikmin just look like rocks? Uh, I I mean they're they're basically rocks. It's it's yeah. a fucking rock. Their hardness allows them to destroy crystal obstacles, attack enemies through powerful direct impact, and be resistant to being crushed or stabbed. There's an overpowered Pikmin in every Pikmin after one, and except three. In, well, no, in three it's the rock Pikmin. Oh yeah, because rock just <laughs> annihilates everything. They literally just rip it apart. And then in Pikmin 2, it was the purple Pikmin. Because the purple Pikmin were the rock Pikmin, but better. 
they're the strongest. Yes. But each they were really in three, but they were heavily nerfed. And then they I heard they buffed them in four back to their overpowered state. I think it's fine for them to be overpowered in four because you've also got rocks and flying and whites and ice. So you've got a lot of shit to break the game with. Also, some we really sound racist when we're talking about Pikmin, don't we? The whites. The whites. <laughs> the the, the whites. yellows. The reds. The, red, the, red, the reds really. The dark ones. Just Yikes. thank God there are there's not black Pikmin. Uh, that's I mean, that basically is... what the rock Pikmin are. <laughs> They're called the rock Pikmin. Yeah, I don't know. They just suddenly like switch. It's like let's stop calling them colors. It's like let's just call them by their physical attributes. I mean, I guess a color is a f- physical attribute. Well, no, they stop going like red, blue, yes. white, purple, well, do, and do you now really want to call them, Pikmin? Wing do you Pikmin. call them? The normal Pikmin, um, the the mouth Pikmin, and the ear Pikmin, like that sounds kind of well. Weird. Reds have the thing where they have pointy noses. Okay, the nose Pikmin, the mouth Pikmin, and the ear Pikmin. Fun fact: there was actually a joke about that, saying like, uh, "I had a supercomputer uh, say that they would like to be called ear Pikmin." However, I think that's a stupid name, so I'm calling them yellows. <laughs> Like how I think winged Pikmin is a stupid name. Just call them pinks. Yes, they should just be pink Pikmin. They should be Pinkmen. Pink Pinkmen. Yes, the men. The Pinkmen. Pinkmen. Oh, there's also also oh, there's there are already the Boldmen. So maybe maybe it's just to keep Old the Boldmen unique with their naming structure. A there's blue also Pikmin is two the, uh... centimeters tall, by the way, for size comparison. <laughs> are you arguing with Jacob about rock Pikmin there, Kai? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's not an <laughs> argument. I won. <laughs> oh yeah, you love the bread bug, don't you? I do love the bread bugs. Look at the bread bug. They don't they don't even kill Pikmin, they just like to steal your shit. I like the crumb bug. You like the crumb bug? I'm the I'm the bottom left one. I'm just a bread bug. You're the eight too much bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the eight too much bread. You're the little demon. I am the little demon. Should we describe what this image is? Yeah, so we're <laughs> the right audience. now they're just shit posting Pikmin like carrying crap. Sergio posted them carrying a rook and a raspberry. They're cute. This raspberry is way too HD in this render. You know what? Oh, oh you want to see HD? Go ahead, Phoenix. You know what? I would eat a Pikmin. I, I'm on that bull board mindset. I think they would taste good because because look at their skin. They look like apples. Like they have apple texturing. I don't know. Maybe they do taste good. Look at the fucking. Is that a lime? He's carrying. Yeah, that's a lime. Look a lime. at the fucking textures on the it. Texture. Look at the sun on it. Oh, here, better better picture of it. That is a better picture. Because it includes yes. the white Pikmin. So a purple Pikmin is around the size of a lime. Yes, yes. roughly speaking. And there's uh, there's the gang holding the really highly well-rendered grapes and blueberries. Just look up, audience, just look up well-rendered fruit in Pikmin, and you'll see, like, all kinds of cursed shit. This is attention to detail. Yes. HD fruit Pikmin. It's like uh, the super high poly uh, toothbrush in Yandere Sim, except for fruit. <laughs> yeah. What? This is from Pikmin 3. This so, is from Pikmin 3. So in Yandere Sim... Uh, that is a perfect Fuji apple. Oh my god. Yeah, in, in, Yandere, in Yandere Sim, there is a, like a toothbrush that's sitting like in like a, like a bathroom, right? Um, but this toothbrush asset is from like a commercial... So it's super oh. high polygon compared to like everything else like on the uh in the um in the game. Like every bristle is modeled. That's a boss object. <laughs> it is. Why the fuck did you post this yeah, cursed it... ass purple Pikmin? 
Why well, does it have a fucking agave? It's a five thousand five hundred ninety-two <laughs> faces are on this uh, toothbrush. That's wow. fucked up. Oh my gosh, that's a crazy ass toothbrush. It's it's cited as one of the reasons why Yandere Sim like you know runs terribly is because there's just this super high polygon <laughs> toothbrush. toothbrush somewhere on the map. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What the hell? I didn't realize there was a woolly blue bulb orb too. Alright, we should probably stop the recording now before we get too deep into posting Pikmin pictures. Um, I want to talk about cute Pikmin creatures for four hours long. Okay. But first we start off with the bulbor. Yes, tell me more. Uh, do we love the audience today, fellas? Uh, I, I love Pikmin. I don't know if I love them. I love the audience. I am still indifferent. This is my, like, uh, maybe fifth time here. What has the audience done for me? Me. Not very much, I don't Not think. Not much, yeah. Maybe someday they'll do something for you. Maybe. Maybe I'll have a number one fan out there. It's Todd. Bye. 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 Bye.